0: welcome to the anointed teaching preached at church 316 the youth arm of the fountain of life church we hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message you know when it's raining you know that you can't go even if we share the grace you shall not have your bath in the rain but when it stops raining others okay but please open your bibles with me to matthew 5. we're going to just look at the scriptures and i i'm happy that you know um, some of the conversations earlier have kind of given the introduction But I will just try and run through this. And I'll just encourage you to go back home and read your Bibles. But I will run through it as fast as I can. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 says, You are, who are the you? Who are the you? Who who were the you that Jesus was talking to? Uh, Were you with Jesus? Who who were the you that Jesus was talking to? His disciples. So he was talking to believers. Now, help me ask your neighbor, are you a believer? Then let me ask your neighbor, are you a disciple? There is a difference between a believer and a disciple. Jesus was calling his disciples. You are the light of the world, not Just to the believers. Because Jesus had not yet died. Stay with me. Now, there's a difference between a believer and a disciple. A believer is you accept Christ. And that's why when they were asking the question of someone that keeps coming back. And I was telling a person sitting behind me. I said, some people come out. The reason you sometimes come out recurrently is because sometimes the reason you come out is just to... Mark script so that you don't go to hellfire. You were not convicted. You shall just know that what you did last night, if rapture, rapture, you will be unraptured. And just because, last, last, at all, at all, now, if I just enter heaven, whether I don't have mansion, whether I don't have crown, that's how some people want to enter heaven. Whether you are crownless, whether you are starless, let me just escape. You know, the people that have 49 escape from F9. Let me just escape pass. I thought some people want to enter heaven. So just let me just come out and give my life so that. But you know your heart of heart. That the Holy Spirit will tell you don't do it. And you will do it. No, you will did it. Because you have done it in your mind. Then you did it hoping that. Pastor obviously you will call utter call again. And then you come out. So in your mind you are. You have not given your life. Let's be honest those that the Holy Spirit are called. Bible says those that are led, they are. So the evidence of your sonship is your, question is who is leading you? Who is leading you is your father. Aha. You are a son because you are led. It means that whatever is leading you is your father. Is it the Holy Spirit? Then God is your father. Is it some other things? filling the gap, e.g. Okay, so we ah, Jesus Christ. <sighs> help me. Ask the Holy Spirit to help me. I'm feeling the pressure of the time and the constraint of what I have to say. Okay, so it says you are the light of the world. It was talking to disciples, why? Light, for light to be light, it has to obey certain laws of nature. If we were to switch off all the light bulbs here, You cannot speak in tongues for the light to come on. There is a natural order that requires that you flip the switch for light to come on. The difference between believers and disciples is that disciples submit themselves to the order of God. Believers might not necessarily submit themselves to the discipline and the order of God. Why? I can believe in God and yet still believe in my father's tradition. I'm a believer. I can believe in 12 things at the same times. But if I, and that's what when, when Jesus was going to die, he didn't say go and make believers of men. He says go and make, because when you become a disciple, what you are saying is, I am leaving every other belief system to obey a belief system and subject myself to it so it transcends belief it moves into action attitude and lifestyle so this instruction is not just to believers this instruction is more to disciples people that are willing to subject themselves to what is required to be the light why? like Nazareth rightly said, you are not, He says you are the light of the world, but it's more like light reflector because in John eight, I won't go there, but please, you can write it in your Bibles and please read it when you get home. John one verses 49. Jesus then goes on to say, um, John was talking about in John eight. Jesus says, I am the light of the world in John one. John was writing about Jesus. verse four to verse nine. He says, um, and this light shines in darkness and something, something light. Please open it if you can. um, Spirit help me. John 4 verses 49. Um, it says, uh, bah, 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 bah. in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. There was a man and it goes on to talk about John. He says, but he was not the light. He says, but this man be at witness of the light, alluding that Jesus is the light. And I find that, that this is the only time. That Jesus actually allows us to share name with him. If I say the almighty, you can't answer to it. Let the owner of the name slap you. But if I say light, Jesus will answer you, will answer too right? So this is the only time we find that we actually share, aside from joint air and all of that but we find that we actually share similitude of a name with Jesus. So it goes on to say he was not the light um, but he was sent to be a witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the earth and then he goes on to talk about the word and all of that. So I began to look at light. Let's just look at the definition of the light. It says it's a natural agent that stimulates sight. And makes everything visible. So Jesus came to say, you are the light of the world. The light, Jesus, we reflecting Jesus' light. And I find that he defines the jurisdiction of our light. He did not say you are the light of the church. Amen. He did not say you are the light of your department. He says you are the light of the world. And he says that you cannot have a light and keep it under a bushel right uh, brush, bushel in the olden days are like you know your dirica is dirica or uh, what do you call that yellow one? paint 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 pla- it's not paint out paint bucket eh uh-huh. eh that eke of something eh uh-huh. he says that's what you are he says you are the light of the world he says you don't light a light is it is that english correct light the light you shall understand. You don't put a light under a basket. Right? It says you put it on a lampstand so that all can see. Now, it defines why you don't put a light under a basket. Because a basket in those days or the bushel in those days are measured. They use it to measure grain. Right? So, why did he say you don't put your light under a measuring thing? That's what he's saying. Because... Jesus already defined the jurisdiction and because he is the light, he tells you the jurisdiction, jurisdiction of your light. Now to put it under a bushel is to put your light under the measuring scale of the world. So he's saying if you ha- are the light that you are, you cannot allow the world to dictate the measure of your shining or the jurisdiction of of your shining. You take that instruction from whose light you are reflecting. So the world does not define you. You see, a truth must be a truth everywhere. It must have, what makes a truth a truth is this universal appeal. Um, if you see a lion in Nigeria, it cannot be a pussycat in America. Even though our zoo lion, that's not good there. If it's, let's be focused. If you see a lion, It cannot change them when it gets to another country, right? The truth is, it's a lion because it has a universal appeal everywhere. In other words, if you're a millionaire in Nigeria, in Naira, that's not your truth. Because dollar will thousand near you. But (laughs) let's know my time is almost up. The truth is in its universal appeal so Jesus was saying light if it's under a bushel it means that the measuring stick of America will define you if you allow that become if you put your light under it right he's saying that your light the measuring stick of your light is not the world it is God because Jesus is your light so you don't take your cue on how well you are doing how you should do from the world. It's amazing. You know, as I was preparing, um, somebody was talking about, um, Christianity all over the world and how this bushel thing is, bushel thing is becoming yeah. very important that we understand the measure. You know, when Christianity came to Nigeria, I was not born then, but they said that yeah. in that time, Nigerians used to walk around half naked. There were a lot of cultures where the women were topless. They would just have something on. There are still cultures in Nigeria like that, like facts but we were partially naked and then they came to us and told us that our nakedness was barbaric and they gave us fine cloth. Now you see the problem with truth. They came to say our nakedness was barbaric and gave us cloth. Now the people that came to tell us that we were barbaric and gave us cloth are not trying to be barbaric and be naked. And now they have cured us of our barbaricness. We are wearing clothes. Now they want to take us back to our barbaricness of being naked. That's not the truth. There's something fundamentally wrong. Because it is lacking its universal appeal. So if you let the world dictate how you dress. There is a problem with your truth. Because truth can never be relative. It must be the same standards. Anywhere in the world. So Jesus says. We are the light of the world. let's oh God. Let's look at Genesis 1. Sorry, I feel under pressure. Je, I need to calm down, Rabbi. Amen. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Let's look at the first mention of light. So the first thing we see about light is you don't put it under a bushel. A bushel is a what? It a me- is a vuca. Is a bushel a is a measuring matrix. So your light cannot have a measuring metrics, especially of the world. We get it? Now let's look at first mention of light. First mention of light, um, Genesis 1 verse 3. No, let's start from verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without... Now I'm reading this so that we can get, you know, specific information on what the light can do. The earth was without form, was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep then god said let there be light and there was light for it to be light and have the universal appeal it was it must emanate from the word of god the first time you see light come into being it was from the word of god and that's why the psalmist will say is my word not like a lamp unto your feet for it to be light it must take its root from the word of God. For light to come out of darkness, God spoke it into existence. So it must take the root from the word of God. It says, and God saw that the light it was, if it's light, it is intrinsically good. However, it will put pressure on the dark parts of your being but if it's light the ultimate purpose and intent of light is good when God said light and it came he saw it and it was good if it's light that is of Jesus it is of good there can be no Bible says um I think it was um who was reading it that God is good and that God God does not tempt right God does not test there is no evil that can be found in God. So when he created light, it was good. You see, another thing that a brochure does is aside from covering and defining the jurisdiction of the light, is He gives the light comfort. Because now it's just it's there, it's not it's not spreading, it's just contained. God is saying you cannot be contained. Tell your neighbor, don't play small. I think someone needs to hear, you've been playing local champions since. Tell your neighbor, it's time to go global. You can't be contained. Don't play small. Light emanates from the word of God. Intrinsically, light is good. If it's of God, it's good. It says, and God divided the light from the darkness. Light and darkness can never meet. They can never coexist except there's something covering the light, in which case you have an eclipse or a shadow. But if light is not being covered, it's always dispels darkness. And that's why Isaiah 60 says that, um, and this light shines in the darkness. It says, and darkness cannot comprehend it. I imagine why we say darkness cannot comprehend. It means that when light comes, the first thing that darkness tries to do is to reason out how to come out to cage it and then finds that it cannot. And so it lets light be. When you begin to take your position as light, don't assume that darkness will just say, I'm not even going to comprehend this, I'm not going to let you shine. Darkness will try, because if not, the Bibles would not have said that darkness will try to comprehend it. They just said this light shining in darkness and darkness ran away. But it says darkness cannot comprehend it. Means that darkness tried to comprehend it but could not. So when you begin to take your place as light, understanding that you shine the light of Christ. In a jurisdiction that is without bound, is the world. The world is your glow, is your is your what's the word? It's your oyster. That's what they say. Right? When you begin to shine the light, darkness will try. But the ultimate truth is that darkness cannot comprehend it. It means that when you take your place as the light of the world that God has called you to, darkness cannot comprehend it. So you take your light, you take your place in. Education. You take your place in politics. You take your place. And that's why I said, the jurisdiction is not church alone. It's not Sunday. It's every other day. When you get there, you become the light that God has called you to be. Um, please open your Bibles with me to... Okay, let's do Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 verse 3. Some of the things that light does, it reflects the life. We reflect the life of Christ, right? Yeah. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Um, light exposes darkness. Ephesians 5 verse 11. Please um, read it when you get home, right? So what does it reflect? We reflect Christ's life, light. We expose darkness because darkness cannot comprehend it. Light also gives hope. If you look at a lighthouse, one of the things that a lighthouse does is that because it's high up, everyone can see it, which is what God wants us to do. It gives hope to a sailor that is lost at sea. Even if the wind is blowing and everything is blah, blah, blah. Once the sailor or the captain can see light, they know that we are almost at shore. Now, in you taking your place as light, you give other people hope. But if you conform to their darkness, then it's a hopeless world. And the truth is that God knows that the world we're living in is going to be at one point hopeless. Well, it's always been hopeless anyways. And that's why God has put you and I and put the Holy Spirit in you and I so that wherever we find ourselves, we are conscious. You see, if it's your light that you are reflecting, Especially if you're in Nigeria, Nepal can off light. Right? But if it's the life of light of Christ, light of Christ, no day off. Do you get what I mean? So it means that you are perpetually on. If you are perpetually on, there is no one around you that can walk in darkness. I want you to leave this service with an understanding that I am light. And my light is not restricted to Sunday. When I'm in school, I am light. I shine. When I'm in my, on my job, in my business, I am light, I shine. Because this light is supposed to be set on a hill. When it's set on a hill, it gives light. So it's not just about you. You get clarity, you get hope, but you give hope to everyone else around you. So the purpose of light reflect Christ, expose darkness, you give hope. And especially for Christians, the last one will be, you glorify Jesus. Because He is your light. If you plug to NEPA lights, you must pay NEPA, right? Well, if you use solar, you don't pay anybody. But if you use PHCN, you pay them. You are connected to the light also. If you use PHCN, they decide how much of what you get. Have they ever given you all those lights that we call tomato lights? You can't carry the fridge, the fan is just trolling in the ceiling. There's nothing you can do about it. Is what they have decided to give you. You take it and you live with it. Jesus' light is his light. You can't say, Jesus, you will not tell me how to shine. That's why I had to define the difference between a believer and a disciple. You cannot say, I'm going to... That's what we want to do as believers. And that's why discipleship is... It puts constraints on you. It sets limitations on the things. And that's why I had to differentiate it. I can be a believer and say... And that's where you find believers coming... Because you believe in Christ Jesus, that's what makes you a believer. And that's why you have people come into into the church and say, I'm a believer, I believe in Christ Jesus, but I still want to practice the things that I know I should not practice. Do you get why it's different? And that's why a disciple, you will never hear a disciple say that because as a disciple, you are constrained by God. Um, My time is over, fast spent. Um, So please check your Bibles. Sorry. Um, So, because the light is from Jesus and you reflect that light, You get, your focus is to glorify him with the light that you reflect. Your focus is to ensure that you use the light according to his dictates because he has given you that light. The beautiful thing is, Jesus never takes the light away. He doesn't take his light away. If you are not shining, it's not on Jesus The fact that the moon is not out during the day, is it the fault of the sun? The sun is shining. What happens when the moon is not bright? The angle of the moon to the sun. Science students, do you have any science students, geography students in the house? I don't have geography students. Oh my God. The, the rotation, the, the earth is rotating around the sun. I bet the sun is rotating around the earth. One is rotating around the other. The sun, the moon is rotating around the sun. So depending on the angle of the moon to the sun, that's when the moon is able to reflect the light. Right? So if you are not shining in your job, if you are not shining on your business, if your family is not shining, if your health is not shining, if your finances is not shining. If your relationship is not shining, all your friends have married, it's only you that remain. Marriage is not the license to make everyone know, so don't put yourself under pressure. But if it's not shining, if it's not, let me tell your neighbor, if it's not shining, it's not, shining. It's not the fault of the light. Tell your neighbor, check your angle. Are you losing your mind? Are you getting depressed? Are you feeling anxious or worried? Check your angle to the sun. The moment your angle to the sun aligns, darkness cannot. Darkness cannot comprehend it, and that's why officials will say, "You let." When you hear "let," it means that you give it permission. So, if you ever come against, if you ever come across a born-again believer whose life is not shining ask them are they letting it? How do you let it? Your angle to the sun. Who is the sun? Who is the light? Jesus. So what is your angle to the light? How do you check your angle to the light? What is your relationship? If you hear angle of something in the math, that's the relationship of something to something, right? So if you want to check your angle to the light, check your relationship to the light. What's your relationship to the light? Is the way it should be there is absolutely no way that you will not shine. With all less bowed, Father, help us. With all less bowed, help us to shine as lights that you have called us. If there is any way we have been disjointed or we have moved out of tangent with you, this morning we realign ourselves. And we say, God, help us to be rightly aligned with you. You know where you need to realign. You just talk to God if you need to and say, God, help me to be aligned. If your health, help me to be aligned. Is it your finances? God, help me to be aligned. Is it your family, peace in your home? God, help me to be aligned. Is it your mental health? Is it that you don't sleep at night, in insomnia? God, help me to be aligned. The truth is that all of these things that we deal with, there is a scripture for them. Because God has thought of them even before we get there. So God, help me to be rightly aligned with you. Heavenly Father, this morning we align ourselves to you. And we thank you for the grace to shine as light that you have called us to. We give you all the glory, honor, and adoration. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.